Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another podcast episode of Haystack Nation. How's it going today, Dwayne? Going good. A little yeah. cool outside. Cold, rainy. Not too much sun, but yeah. uh, kind of gloomy. We're alive. But it is Sabbath, too. So, And it we're alive. Sabbath. Those are two positive things. We're alive and it's Sabbath. <laughs> That's sure. enough to make our day exciting. And a third, a third thing also, Dwayne, uh, it's an exciting show because... We are doing another first for Haystack Nation, right? So to speak, in yep. a way, right? We've got a special guest with us yeah. this uh, afternoon. Correct. And this year we were going to, uh, we wanted to focus on stories, you know? We yeah. wanted to hear stories from uh, friends, family, and even people who aren't friends, you know, from yeah. uh, not just in the U.S., but, uh, or here in Texas, I should say, but around the U.S. and even around the world, you know? Absolutely. Or whoever may be listening. Yeah, so we want to engage the our listeners and our audience and uh, really hear from them. And one of the ways that uh, we decided to do that is to uh, reach out to some of them and invite them to come on and talk with us and share their stories. And uh, pretty much after we kind of put the message out there for people to reach out to us, uh, our guest today was pretty prompt to respond. He, yes. Yeah. So it was. Um, we have Brian Valendez here with us this afternoon. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Hey, hey doing all right here. <laughs> now, Brian, before we get started, you still have a chance to get out of this if you want to. <laughs> 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 you can still run, you know, <laughs> and leave us without any content. Yeah, but that's okay. We'll <laughs> probably make stuff up. <laughs> uh, Brian, how you doing this afternoon? Um, doing all right. Like I said earlier, it was um a little cold today. Uh, yesterday it was pretty sunny, and then all of a sudden it just got cold and raining here, which yeah. has been a, it, it's a surprise because we need we've been needing rain here in California lately. I was gonna say, so you're in California. What part of California are you in? I'm in Loma Linda. Okay, that's a little further north, right? Like. Is that is that southern, middle, northern California? Where exactly is Loma? I'm not familiar with. I know about Loma Linda, but not familiar with the location. Where are you at? Um, we're in Southern California, maybe about a good 45 minutes to one hour from LA. South of LA, north north, north of LA, uh, no east uh, of LA, east of LA, east of LA. Yeah. Okay, all right. I I've you know I have family in LA. I've visited LA, but I've just never been to the Loma Linda area. So you know just. I know what? it's. Uh, You've never been to no. Loma Linda. No, never been to Lo- Loma Linda. Wow. That's the close I've gotten to Loma Linda are the Linkets. <laughs> the ones from the ABC yeah, right the down one. the street. Right. Here in that's, that's about it. <laughs> that's as close to Loma Linda as I've gotten. <laughs> that's true. Um, so great. So, um, how long have you been in California, Brian? Well, we've been here since about March 2015. So this March will mark about six years already. Six years. Now, where are you originally? Uh, where you? Where have you been? Where are you from? Um, I was born here in in the LA area, uh, and then I was here most of my life. And then I did about four years of high school in the Philippines, then came back to the U.S. And then around 2000, moved to Texas, was there for about 10 years. And then after graduating in Texas, I came back here. I did some missionary work in 
South Korea and Thailand. Mm-hmm. And then over the course of that time, got married. And then we decided to come back here to my roots. So you've done some missionary work overseas. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, like I said, in Korea and Thailand. And those are very, um, that made me appreciate a lot more about life. Uh, going to a place you've never been to mm-hmm. and you know nothing about the culture. Now, you were earlier, before we started uh, the show, you were talking to us about some of the cultural uh, traditions, some of the cultural thing, aspects of where you've been. What's been a, a, um, a cultural thing that has really been surprising or just, you know, uh, something that you learned that was very, that just impressed you about some of the trips you've been on, some of the cultural things that you've experienced? I'm just curious. Um, well, <laughs> well uh, in Korea, maybe I'll just say a few of each of the places. In Korea, they're not really fond of, um, when you're having a conversation, they're not really fond of looking at you eye to eye all the time. Mm-hmm. They always like look down or look around because um, according to my past over there, they don't really like staring staring at the person for a very long time. And then in Thailand, this is just another thing in Thailand, like when you're sitting down on the bus or any mode of transportation, um, they don't like it when you point with your feet. So it's very, mm. it's very interesting. Mm. And to them, it's like disrespectful in a way in Thailand. Yeah. I was like, whoa. And it took me a very long time to, to get used to that because, hey, you know, over here in America, we're just like chill. You know, yeah. we just... Yeah. Just uh, you know, put our feet up and point, but over oh. there, uh, very frowned upon. Hey, I was and, gonna uh, say, man, I'd be in trouble if I went uh, to one of those places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in the Philippines, where where you lived for four years, yeah, as you learned at the uh, when we went to the uh, Christmas program, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do Filipinos like to do? Uh, they like to get together, stuff and your like face. To yeah, <laughs> yeah. They like to eat for sure. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're hearty eaters. Yeah. And they, some, I actually told someone the other day. I said some of the best potlucks you'll ever go to is probably the Filipino church because they just bring like, oh man, yeah, they love to bring the food. So just FYI, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. I think one time at the the Filipino church there in Arlington, I think we had like three or four different colors of rice, and I'm like, well, I'm not surprised about that with the rice, that's for sure. <laughs> I didn't know there was <laughs> and, well, and, three and colors. There is I know the rice cooker yeah. that, that uh, we take out at the church. Yeah, it's huge. It's, I mean, it's about this big, this tall. Yeah, wow, that's <laughs> a, that's, <laughs> like a, that's like a giant crock pre, pot. pre pre-COVID times when we were cooking <laughs> rice for the potlucks. That was it. You know, someone was responsible for this huge rice cooker. <laughs> now, Brian, do you cook? I do cook. Yes. Yeah. Um, I guess that's one thing that uh, I've been learning a lot lately. To cook, is, is that yeah. is that is that by necessity or is that because you just decide to take up the hobby of cooking? Well, kind of both. Um, my wife used to work nights as a nurse. Mm-hmm. Now she just switched the days. But um, I, I figured that hey, you know, I got to help around the house a little bit. So um, I just started watching YouTube and seeing what I can learn how to cook. And it took her some time to get used to my cooking. And I, w- I won't say that she likes all of it, but she likes some of it. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> well, you know, if you're ever in need of a good recipe, hey, Stack Nation is uh, making cooking videos now. So check them out. Oh. That was a good plug-in, Dwayne. That was a great plug-in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make sure you, uh, 
on the video, make sure you put a little banner, you know, right. at the bottom of the screen there to direct people to the cooking show. Yeah, so right now you can uh, <laughs> learn how to make tofu tacos from the uh, ladies at Haystack and yeah. Jesse. Well, I don't know. I didn't do much. I just, I was just there <laughs> and ate it at the end. Uh, Brian, so as far as being an Adventist, have you always been an Adventist or um, did, were you introduced to Adventism? Um, I am a third boy, uh, third generation uh, Adventist. Oh, wow. um, and my father was converted um, by my mother. Uh, my father used to be Catholic. Mm. And then my mother is a second generation Adventist. And um, he started going to church with her and then he was converted. Okay. Wow. So, um, being that you're f- speaking of cultural things and, you know, at, uh, being an Adventist, there's a lot of um, things within the Adventist culture, uh, haystacks being one of them that I'm sure you're familiar with. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, have you ever put linkets on haystacks? Ooh, you know, I have not. You know, that's a. That could be another topping, right? That could be another topping. Do you have a favorite topping? I have to ask you because it is Haystack Nation. So I have to ask you if you have a favorite topping that you put on your haystack or what's your, you know, what's your. Uh... Um, I would say, and this is speaking as a pathfinder who has been to many campouts <laughs> with a lot of haystack-only <laughs> meals. I, I will say this. Um, we've had some, I've had some good chili and then maybe oh. some uh, sour cream. Sometimes I like to put sour cream on it too, but a good chili or beans that's that 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 makes it uh okay uh over the top yeah definitely yeah i like the chili idea that's a good idea too now we got a couple of good ideas chili and and linkets yeah because you know the other day we were chatting about well what makes a perfect haystack and the reality is it's so versatile it is it's perfect if you think it's perfect right so i mean it's a (laughs) i mean you can make it however you want so Exactly. That's what's cool about haystacks, I guess. Uh, so, Brian, you were, you know, you reached out to us. You wanted to share with us um, some of the things that you've experienced here recently. Um, you gave us a really brief little couple of sentences about something you want to share. Uh, you mentioned just over the past year, of course, all of us with the pandemic going on and everything that we've all experienced have gone through ups and downs, but you said that over the past year, that's been something that has uh, changed you, or at least that has really, God's been working in your life uh, to bring about some change. So uh, share with us your story, you know, tell us what the last year has been like and what you and your family have been through. Well, um, like, like um, what everyone has been experiencing lately, uh, this COVID thing has really, really changed how how we live and for for my family and I we, like I said earlier uh, we moved here from Thailand uh, 2015 March 2015 mm-hmm. and my wife was immediately uh, well, not immediately like maybe almost like a few months after we got here she was able to get a job as a nurse and I I graduated from the University of North Texas with a sociology degree and coming back here I was like well, what can I do with that? Do with that degree, and I had that. I had that. You want to say talk with the wife about? Hey, you need to possibly get into uh, a better field, uh, something that could, you know, that's stable and whatnot, no matter what happens, or I guess you could say even COVID proof or whatnot. <laughs> and um, this was like back in 2017, and so 
I was like, hmm, maybe I should check out the medical field. And so I was looking at all of the, all of the medical fields, and I'm like, uh, probably not going to be a nurse. I know my aunts and my friends' mothers, and a lot, a lot of a lot of uh, the Filipino, the Filipino community are nurses, but it's it's just not for me. So I was watching a basketball game one time. It was like a Team USA basketball game, and one of their players got injured. I was like, hmm, I wonder, I wonder what his recovery is like. And that immediately plugged me into physical therapy. Mm. And at that time, we, we just transferred from my parents' place. Uh, we were living there for like uh, a few months, and then we came here to Loma Linda so that we could be closer to my wife's work, which is about 10 minutes from here. And um, I was like, hey, Loma Linda University mm -hmm. uh, is offering a physical therapy assistant program. And so I went there. I... I inquired about what what do I need like prerequisites to to get into the program, and they're like, well, here's a list. I'm like, okay, so there are some things that I have that could that could uh, take care of the the requirements to advance to get into the program, but there were some other classes that I needed to take, and so after that, every year I started taking one at a time uh, prerequisites, and. Just when I thought that I was ready to enter the program, I think it was 2019, uh, there was, it just happened that I was lacking a class. So for that simple reason, I was not able to get into the program in 2019. And so I'm like, okay, uh, all I need to do is just take this one more class and then I'll be able to get into the program in 2020. And so I was able to take that last class and um, I was just preparing myself. I'm like, okay, you know, going back to school after how many years is definitely different, but I'm ready, you know. And uh, after I finished that class, that last requirement online, that's when COVID came. Mm -hmm, and I was like, hmm, okay. So this is definitely, I was thinking to myself, this, this, uh, this will definitely change the learning experience for the program. And I'm like, are they going to have online classes or mm -hmm. is this, is this a uh, problem that's going on right now? Is this just going to be something that will eventually take care of itself and then it will go away. And then by June, that's when my classes for the physical therapy assistant program are going to start. Everything will just for the best. So as the months go on and as my daughter takes a, uh, extended leave from her spring break she never comes back to class <laughs> after yeah. march yeah i'm like okay this is, this is getting this is getting pretty serious so life has begun to change a lot now you're starting to think well there's gonna be a lot of other what other changes might be on the horizon i'm sure yeah well it was like okay so um the first class that i was scheduled to take for the program was anatomy a gross anatomy and i'm like well, how are we going to do lab if we, if we need to do yeah. social distancing? Yeah. How are we going right. to do? So there were just so many things going through my mind at that time. Yeah, and then eventually, and, I mean, yeah. you, you would have probably had to do clinicals too, right? Uh, as part of it, which would require yeah, contact, yeah, yeah. your hands-on stuff. Yeah. 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 And so the month the months went by, and I was getting I was getting updates from the program director. And they're like, well, from the looks of it, we're probably going to have your lectures on Zoom, but your anatomy lab will be in person, but you're going to be in full PPE gear 
as if you're already a medical worker. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm like, okay, that, that's fine. That's fine. So I tried to do all the last minute things that they need me to do, you know, like shots and other requirements and everything was set for the uh, program to start. And so we started, we started in June and it's just, it's just really weird not having in-person uh, interaction with your own classmates, like for lectures. Yes. Uh, Cause zoom was just totally new to all of us. And even for the teachers, yeah. they too were testing as well. Uh-huh. And uh, so I started, so I started the, the course and I was kind of expecting it to be difficult because my friends were like, Oh, it's so, it's, it's so difficult. You really, really need to study, study, study. It's, it's really, it's really hardcore. I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, it shouldn't be that bad. Right. I think they're just, they're just, they were just trying to scare me or they're messing with me. Yeah. So, um, so we started going through the, we started going through the class and it was an eight week, uh, gross anatomy, uh, fast pace, fast pace class. And with this program, if you weren't able to pass gross anatomy, they call it a gatekeeper class. So if you did not pass that class, then you can't proceed in the program. Mm-hmm. So that's a weed up so class. There about, yeah, basically, yeah. That's, ba- that's basically what it was. And so there were about 50 of us in the program. I didn't expect it to be that many, but there were about, there were about 50 of us. And so the, the, the program, the, the class was about two, two months long. And as the class went on, I found myself falling behind and balancing life as a father and as a husband here at home. Yeah. yeah. And the lab hours were crazy. They were from like six to nine. So I would come home really tired. Then I would have to take my wife to work because at that time she was still learning how to drive and whatnot. And then in the morning I would have to go pick her up. And then since it was summertime, I would, I would have to watch my daughter and then just try and find pockets of time to study. Mm. Keyword there. Mm-hmm. Try. Mm-hmm. There were days that I couldn't study at all. That's so rough. yeah. And, and, and do you have the one daughter? Or do you have other children or? Well, I only, yeah, I only have one, one daughter. That, yeah. That's still busy. Oh, we we each have two. Imagine trying to do this with two. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, and ours are all even all over the place. I mean, you heard you know, last episode, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. So, as the months went on, I found myself, like I said, falling behind, trying to catch up with things, and unfortunately, not passing the test, online tests, and even lab practicals. You were not passing the tests. And yeah, I, w- I wasn't passing the test. And I wasn't mm. the only one. There were about six or seven of us who were struggling as well. Mm-hmm. And so we tried to we tried to gather together. We tried to study. But for some reason, all of us, we it, it just wasn't clicking. And that's when I started to that's when I started to question my purpose of being in this course. And that's when I questioned God. I was like, Lord, I, I've been I've been working so hard with these prerequisites to get where I am right now. Yeah. And then now it's just like it's not it's not going through, you know? And so I started questioning myself and my wife was like, just continue to study hard, 
continue to pray. Everything will be fine. But as the, as the clash went on, I just found myself in a bigger and bigger hole. And I just, I just, I, I tried to keep the faith, but the, I, I admit there were moments where I had so much doubt, where I had so much doubt. But I just told myself, I have to keep going. I have to keep trying. I have a few more tests. Maybe I can pull it out. Maybe I can, maybe I can, uh, pass a class because with Loma Linda, a passing is a 75. Mm. A, lot of, a lot of schools, I think passing is like a 70. Yeah. But with their, with their standards, it's, it's like a 75. And, you know, when, when you're, when you're in distance learning and social distance, social distancing is, uh, being required of you and you can't always go out and meet with people because you never know if they might be infected, that it really makes the learning, the learning environment hard. Mm -hmm. And actually two of my classmates ended up getting COVID and one could not return because he kept on getting positive tests after positive tests. Wow. Wow. So, I mean, it's, and it's one thing to, um, to barely be passing, I mean, discouraged because you're barely passing, but this is another one to just be failing and then feeling like you're not going to get out of that. Yeah, that's, that's basically, that's, that's basically, that's hard. Basically it. yeah, it was. And then, um, as the, as the end of the, that first summer semester was going down, I was like, you know what? I've learned so much already about myself in these past two months mm. that if I quit right now, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look like, you know, I just look like I just gonna give up. But I told myself that I'm just gonna keep on going, learn as much as I can. And if I want to, if I want to, um, come back and do the program again next year, then I'll at least have the, the know how and the knowledge of, hey, maybe I can do better next time. Now, you said you learned and some so, things about yourself. What do you recall learning about yourself that maybe you didn't know before or you were like, I've, really, you know, I, I realized something about myself. What, anything stand out or come to mind? Uh, I am thinking, I think of the, the Bible verse in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, where it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Mm. Uh, I think I was trying to do too much uh, from myself and not saying, God, God, um, I give everything to you. I mean, I, I did pray to him. I did ask for help. But I didn't give it all to him. I figured like, hey, I, I, I should I should be the one. I I I you know, it's always that that um that me me concept of, hey, I can do it, you know, I don't I, I don't really need God's help, you know. And so when I look back at it, I was just like I really didn't I really didn't give it all to God. And at the end, there ended up being around eight or nine of us who didn't pass. And um it was sad. It was sad. It was sad because this is this was something that I that I I was putting myself into for the past few years. This was it. I was gonna I was gonna get into this course. I was gonna graduate. I was gonna get a good job. But as as you both know, sometimes God likes to lead you on a different path and <laughs> say, "Hey, you know, w- wait a minute. I, I'm not I'm not sure if this is for this is for you. This is." <laughs> this is maybe what you want, yeah. But as far as what I want, I I, I don't think so. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is my daughter, by the way, right. Elia. Hi, hi. I'm sick. I'm, you're sick. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
That's a good age. Yeah. It's my boy's age right there. Yeah, so after that, I had a really, really, you know, my wife and I, we had quite a few talks about what what are we going to do next? What is the next step? Mm-hmm. Right. And so she was like, well, maybe, you know, just think about it. Maybe you can think of what other areas uh, you could possibly get into. Maybe at the same time, put in your resume, see if you could find find a job and see what happens. So I'm like, okay, you know, so I begin to um, search for jobs and look more into other opportunities that I could possibly get into as far as uh, education. And my wife came home one day. This was like maybe a few months after everything happened with my schooling. And she's like, I talked to one of my coworkers. I'm like, okay. And she's like, her husband was kind of like in the same situation as you. And he looked into something called medical coding. And so I was like, hmm, maybe I should look into it. At that time, I didn't really... I didn't really pay much attention to it. It was just like, okay, I'll look into it. I was still, I was still concentrating on possibly finding another job and whatnot and going from there. And then she followed up with me and she was like, so what did you find? I'm like, uh, oh yeah, medical coding. You told me about that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, what'd you find? I'm like, well, it looks interesting. You know, I'm into computers and whatnot. So it might be something that, um, I might be interested in. She's like, we need to find something for you because. We're not getting any older. Oh, we're not getting any younger, sorry. Mm-hmm. And um, we need to uh, we need to get you something into that you can finish immediately. Because with the physical therapy assistant program, it was only one year. Mm-hmm. Typically, associate degrees, they take about two years. Mm-hmm. But their program at Loma Linda is pretty fast-paced. Gotcha. Yeah. Probably a lot, a lot to learn in a little bit of time. Definitely, definitely. Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. With how fast they go. So, I started looking into medical medical coding, and my wife was like, "If, I, if you want, I can ask my coworker for for the link for the school, and it's done completely online, so you don't have to worry about going to classes." I'm like, "Okay," and at this time, uh, my daughter's school was like yeah we're not going to be having classes anytime soon because of covid mm-hmm. i was and we were wondering you know we were wondering before when i was in the physical therapy assistant program how are we going to make this work if you're going to be if i'm going to be in school at loma linda and my daughter would be going to school how are we going to do that and i and when i think about it really when i look back at it it's like really a blessing in disguise that i am I am doing this schooling, this medical coding schooling online on my own time. Mm-hmm. So I can still help my daughter with her school because let's face it, online schooling for them is basically like homeschooling. Yeah. Yeah. They have their teacher on the computer, but at the end we're doing, we're helping them more than mm-hmm. the teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We had a taste of that when uh, the pandemic first hit last year and mm-hmm. I felt like we were, we were the ones doing the teaching, you know, yeah. it was like, Hey, here's the worksheets for the kids. Right. Just right. make sure they get through it. And I was well, like, like this, your, uh, your kids and my kids, you know, or my oldest, you know, they'll start doing homeschool because it's like, right. what's, <laughs> what's the point of sending them to school? They're going to send them right back at some point. Or, you know, there was that 
the yeah. idea that that might happen. But uh, so yeah, great, uh, Brian. So you were had the opportunity to be at home to care for your daughter and be able to pursue right some uh, some work there. Yes, and as of this moment, I am still I am still uh, you know in the course, hoping mm-hmm. to be done, mm-hmm. God willing, by April or May. And so you know, right. things are looking up. I, I I always I always tend to. Um, you know, look at look ahead at times, but when I think about it, when one door closed, God gave another door open. Yeah, right. um, yeah. when I when I came back to Him per se after mm-hmm. after my experience at uh, Loma Linda, and just said, "Okay, Lord, please guide me. I, I give it. I give it everything to you now." Did Did you find Brian that uh, past experiences helped you get through that? struggle or that period of time when it was difficult you know just other things that you've learned in the past from your spiritual life or has this been like the, the what were you learned the most about your your spiritual life and your relationship with god well um not only not only with uh not only with what happened at loma linda but also with and as i'm sure you guys know about uh the closing down of church services here mm. and um, we haven't, we haven't had church for a very, <laughs> for almost a year now. Yeah. And, uh, and so that, you know, with, with not going to church and just having all the services online and whatnot, it really, it really made me think, I was like, wow, maybe God is testing us with how we will do our spiritual relation, our relationship with him when we don't have that out, when we don't have that church mm. to fellowship and to mingle with our fellow mm. brothers and sisters yeah. mm-hmm. and, and um and i think it was during thanksgiving <laughs> sorry it's okay i think it was during thanksgiving that um we we got together with a few we got together with a few uh friends and we went around the table and we were like what are you what are you thankful for you know that's because that's what you asked during thanksgiving and so um one of our friends said something that really, really struck to me. And he's like, I don't know about you, but this experience with COVID and not having a church is actually a blessing for me. Mm-hmm. And some of us are like, why is it a blessing? And he's like, it really, it really, it really made me think about my relationship with God. It really is showing mm-hmm. just how strong my relationship with God is without church. Because yeah. you go to church, we hear sermons, we listen to the songs, we, you know, we hear lectures sometimes and whatnot about different topics, mm-hmm. but with no church, you're basically on your own. You're doing your own thing. Mm-hmm. You're, yeah. you're, you're not really necessarily watching the live feed sometimes. Maybe you'll watch the recording of it later on when you're, when you're not busy. Yeah. And so when he said that, I was just like, wow. And that really, that really that really made me think about where is my relationship with God during these difficult times? Am I, am I taking advantage of how I can be more spiritually fit or has this pandemic really made me more relaxed because we're not going to church at least in, in our area. Anyway, I know other states have church services, but, over here in California, church has been suspended. And you bring up yeah. a good point, Brian. It's like uh, 
sometimes in this world where things are just so moving so fast, we're so busy, um, we're out and about just trying to make a living, that we tend to get dependent on church service, right? For our spiritual uplifting for yeah. the week. Yeah. That sometimes throughout the, the whole week before church, when we should be taking time every day to, you know, uh, meet with God and spend yeah. time with Him, um, we just say, oh, well, I'll get that. Yeah. I'll just get that on Sabbath at church, you know? Right, and, right. Uh, th- th- you know, I guess, I guess that is an opportunity from the pandemic. I never thought about either, so... Well, I think a different the, way of looking at it. Yeah, kind of like the um, the the theme or the the most important lesson that I've heard a lot of people mention is like what Brian's talking about dependence on God, because you realize right. I can't no longer or as easily depend on other people. I can't rely on other people. Yeah. You know, I don't have the access maybe to other people like yeah. I used to have, and now it's like I'm on my own, or you know, it's just me and my 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 immediate family, but. I don't have that outlet and it really begins to make you think about, wow, it's really me and God and I have to depend on God for guidance and I have to depend on him to open those doors or close those doors and it tests your relationship with him a lot more than, you know, like you said, we kind of go through the motion of church, we go through the motion of expecting church, you know, at the, mm-hmm. uh, every Sabbath and now things are different, you know, so just listening to Brian's, you know, his... um listen to Brian's story just makes me think about, you know, all the changes that he went through and, uh, you know, and all the challenges and then just feeling that, that helplessness at times, Correct. you know, that it's, yeah. I can't do anything else. I really have to give it to God. I, I don't, cause I, I can't, I can't take it upon myself to manage all of these things or have all the answers or know what's going to happen, you know? So, um, fantastic, Brian, that, uh, you were, you, you're, you've allowed yourself to help to have uh, you've allowed yourself to grow spiritually and, and, and not go the other directions where many people could get very discouraged and could really just abandon the faith, you know? Yeah, it's a, uh, it was definitely something that, um, I mean, I've experienced a lot in my life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think not just myself, but everyone is going through something, especially during this pandemic. And, what we're learning about a lot of people is they're really showing their true colors when, mm-hmm. you know, when things get tough and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I have to, I have to say, you know, now is a great opportunity to reach out to people to, you know, as, as God's messengers to tell them about him. And, um, I was, you know, I was talking with Dwayne and the other day and he was, you know, he was saying, that's our that's our mission here on earth is to tell the message of God to other people. We're not here to be conspiracy theorists. We're not here to mm. say certain things about the pandemic and whatnot. We're here to tell them what's in the Bible and how how God is, you know. And it pains me it pains me to say this, but I'll say it anyway, that um that some of our that some of our own brothers and sisters tend to go down the route that God does not intend us to be. Meaning he doesn't want us to sound conspiracy theorists like he wants us to be like him. Mm-hmm. And if we're, and if we're sounding and if we're sounding in that certain way, then um, it really, it can really lead other people and even people in Christ down a different road. And, 
as we know, you'll be accounted for in the la- in in the judgment about what you said, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, I think our words, definitely our words, we really need to be careful on how we describe things today and whatnot. And there are certain topics out there. Probably won't get into right now, but there are certain topics out there that really people tend to focus more of instead of the message of God. Yep. Yeah. Um, so Dwayne, just, Dwayne uh, gave you some of this advice. Dwayne, Dwayne <laughs> actually had this kind of conversation with you. <laughs> this guy's been giving advice to different people, and it's like everyone's like, "Oh man, such great advice!" And oh, Dwayne said this, and Dwayne said that, and it's like, really, this guy? I wouldn't say it was advice. We were just having a, a chat, right? So we were kind yeah, of discussing we some of these things, I, I, you know. And, and this, this, I'm just messing with you, man. Yeah, these, you, you do have good conversations, man. Every once in a while. You know, we were just talking about the current events, right? You know, we see a lot of division, a lot of, uh, I mean, some people would even go as far as to call it chaos, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, like, do we need to be partaking in in one side or the other? Mm -hmm. I mean, we get to choose what comes out of our mouth. We get to choose how we act in front of people. Um, All all that's a choice, right? And, And what I was telling Brian was that how much better would things be if everyone chose to focus on saying positive things that, 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 that glorify and uplift Jesus, right? Because at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's the, that love that, that, you know, that love that uh, caused him to die on the cross, that same sacrificial mm-hmm. love, if we were to possess even just an ounce of that, you know? Yeah. Wow. I mean, how much better would the world be? You know, maybe, maybe our tweets would be better. They wouldn't be... Um, tweets that divide people maybe our facebook posts would be posts that unite people under this this person who is jesus that oh, died a, God, for us or a, a godly God, right? a godly spirit rather than the Correct. spirit of division and uh, hate and intolerance and you know, all the other stuff you know but brian's right i mean so. the, even among our, our 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 religious communities right our brothers and sisters there there are issues and and things that come up that draw us away from that from that ob- objective you know from from Christ from Jesus from looking to him and it's so easy to get entangled and caught up in all of these things and then yeah. start arguing these other things and these other positions and 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 defending other things rather than defending the gospel and 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 maybe presenting reasonable good arguments for the gospel and the need for the gospel in today's right. crazy world you know and so we lose so many opportunities when we when we become consumed with the other things that are out there that uh, are just ensnaring people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, uh, I was just thinking like, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Brian, go ahead. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just thinking in, in your situation, man, if you, I mean, with everything you were going through, get trying to get through the physical therapy assistant program and then, uh, you know, that not panning out. Imagine if you were that much more focused on, you know, um, you know, say, for example, partaking in, in those conversations that we don't need to be partaking in or, or tweeting out. The, I mean, you know what I'm saying? You chose to focus on letting God guide you. And where one door closed, you saw the blessing in the open door just to the right, you know? And um, yeah, and you know, it's, uh, and like you said, I have been, I, me personally, I have been a part of some conversations where the topics are just like, not really, I wouldn't say relevant, but it's just like, 
Well, are we talking about God's message or are we talking about something that is not related to our salvation? Mm-hmm. And like, I was listening to, I was listening to uh, a guy on YouTube a few months ago by the name of Ivor Myers. Yep. And uh, he, he, he made a, he made a point about certain topics and um, certain conversations that people are having that is not related to salvation. And he, and he brought up a quote that I would like to share with you. It's found from Evangelism, page 182, the book of Evangelism. It's a little, it's not really lengthy, but I'll just go ahead and start. It says, I have been shown that it is the device of the enemy to divert men's minds to some obscure or unimportant point, something that is not fully revealed or is not essential to salvation. Mm. This is made the absorbing thing, the present truth, when all the investigations and suppositions only serve to make matters more obscure and to confuse the minds of some who ought to be seeking for oneness through sanctification. Mm. Yeah. Truth. Amen. And that really woke me up. That really yeah. woke me up. I'm like, wow, we're talking about other topics that are maybe not even related to salvation, and we're putting our whole mind and effort and time into it. But yet, at the end, we're not really, we're not really pointing ourselves, or we're not really helping others towards God. You know, right. and I was just like, "Wow, that was amazing!" Quote that yeah. he he shared in that sermon. Absolutely, and that's really important. Um, conversations these days can take so many different directions, and you could be, you could intend to take a conversation one way, and you know, someone else takes it another direction. And I think we need a lot of wisdom and discernment when it comes to how we engage people and you know if it's in our heart to to reach them if it's in our heart to share with them uh you know um, a a godly encouragement or a godly message then that's that that should be where we want to take the conversation uh, ultimately mm-hmm. um and if we feel the conversation is headed in a direction that might be unproductive or you know, there's no dialogue or chance for dialogue there, you know, and maybe in our best interest sometimes to just back off, you know, to just say, you know, maybe this is not a time or a place to have a dialogue or conversation, maybe find some other opportunity, but we have to be careful not to be reactive because everyone right now is just reactive. Well, you said something, oh, I'm going to just react, you know, and we, we should not be reactive. We need to be more discerning, patient, uh, and just have it in our hearts to have good conversations with people. And yes. if it's not the time and place, well, it's not the time and place. You know, you just uh, gather yourself up and maybe another opportunity will come up uh, somewhere along the line. But I think that's yeah. that's our approach. And that's how we maintain a Christ-like attitude and spirit and conduct. Uh, otherwise, yeah. you know, we, we might lose people. Yeah, and, and, and even now more so in this these current times where there's just so much division, if you start leaning towards one side or the other, you could lo- lose access to people on this mm-hmm. side mm-hmm. or vice versa. If you're on this side, you could lose access to, you know, mm-hmm. having good dialogue, good conversations with right. people about, about God, you know? Yeah. So, cause immediately if you're on one side, 
the other side will, will categorize you. You know, they'll put you in that box, box and say, "Oh, you're you're one of them," and we don't we don't care about anything you say. Right. So. <laughs> exactly. So we we have to we yeah. have to. Uh, and sometimes and sometimes there's just no way around it. People will just do well, that yes, to you, yes. and you're just like, "Well, and, well okay." And we, I mean, that happened <laughs> when Jesus was here on earth, right? Yeah, it did. And we get that. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, he everywhere he moved, he moved. Uh, um, how do I say it? Very. He did it with with wisdom. You wisdom. Know, That's so. a good way. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Brian, the most important question for you uh, of this whole podcast is, uh, uh, when are you moving to Texas? <laughs> <laughs> when are you coming back to the mother state? Every, everyone, <laughs> everyone seems to be leaving California, and they're all moving down here to Texas. So, you know, what's, right. what's, what's in the future for you? Well, uh, like I said, you know, I'm still in the medical coding program. Yeah. Um, God willing, I'll be done by April or May. But I, I, if you were to ask me honestly, I would, I would like to, I would like to move back there someday. Hopefully, maybe build some equity up in the house, and then, yeah. if possible, someday, definitely. Come well, on, man. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, maybe sometime soon, man. We will, you know, we'll have you uh, visit Tech, at least visit Texas, and maybe visit us. You know. Yeah. Join us for some haystacks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. definitely. And we'll- I would like to try <laughs> your guys' version of haystacks. <laughs> look, look what I have here. You know what this is? Chicharron? Jackfruit. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Maybe we right, can why put did this I say it? Yeah. So I brought some for the for the Haystack Nation host here as a gift. Well, because he knows I love jackfruit. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> you know this, yeah. this is have we talked about putting jackfruit on your haystack? I don't know, but this might you be know, a you, good you, topping. You know you can take jackfruit and season it, uh, make it like a yeah, you said you it's like a brisket texture. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, now I'm hungry. Yeah, thanks for the jackfruit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry you don't get any, Brian. You it's can just, really good. You can actually, just look at it, Brian, you know. You can imagine what it tastes like. It's taking him back to <laughs> his, his Filipino days. The Asian market right down the road. See, yeah. he's um, now now he's thinking about it, man. Yeah. Hey, Brian, thank you so much for joining us, man. Thank you. I I appreciate you reaching out to us. I know you have so many other stories that you can share with us, and we'd like to have you, love to have you back on sometime if you're, um, if it wasn't too bad this time, if this experience wasn't too uh, awful for you. And and a big thanks, too, because we know it's not easy to share circumstances when, when you don't make it through something, right? Mm. But, but to show how you allowing God to bring you through that. Yeah. And to see that, you know, he's going to guide you in the path that you need to go. That is where the blessing is. At yeah, absolutely. In this story. That's a good point. So, wow, Dwayne, um, you really were listening. Oh, well, yeah. I, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not easy. Like, how many people come out and say, yeah, I, I, I didn't make it through here, but. Yeah, you're, that's, I mean, that's a great This point. is encouragement. This is what we're trying to spread, yeah. uh, you know, with this ministry. Yeah. Um, yeah. We want people to be encouraged and know that God has our backs. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you, Brian. Um, we, we're going to share your story with as many people as possible, and, and, and I hope that people will get a lot of encouragement from you. Yeah, so don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe if you haven't already done so, and share. Definitely. <laughs> yes. Definitely All right, bye. Your little girl's right there next to you. Bye. <laughs> All right, Brian. Thank All you right. so much, man. Thanks, bro.